Hello, hello. I timed that pretty well, didn't I? I am Mayor Watch, and this is the Hometown Daily News Show for November 16th, 2022. Let's get into the shoe. Hello. Wait a minute. Something is amiss. Let me try this again. All right. I'm going to leave all of this in too. So today is November 16th, 2022. I am Merwat. Let me fire up the engines. This is the hometown daily news show. That is hometown.com. Go over there, sign up. Let me delete that. I won't delete it. Go over to hometown.com, become a citizen. I'm going to be giving it a facelift at some point. Um, It should be without issue. We we shall see. (laughs) Uh, But it's a a pretty major overhaul. It'll look look largely the same, but the the things that have been going on behind the scenes will change. At any rate, what do you think? The news has been kind of hit or miss lately. A lot of politic kind of stuff going on. And uh, I'm, I'm really not, I'm more into the sociological forces and the business and the technology side of things. So if uh, you have been kind of shying away from this because we've been talking about politics, it's mainly because the midterms here in the United States have been uh, happening and now they're over. And so a lot of the news will be fading away from that. Not to say that there won't be some hot messes that are talked about during the show. I've already selected a bunch of the articles, so let's get going. Considering what happened in the midterm elections, uh, young voters canceled out midterm voters over 65, blocking GOP gains, according to experts. This is an uh, exit polling in which, you know, I don't know. It's hit or miss there if it actually makes any real result. Um, because people aren't necessarily truthful in what they are saying in an exit poll or those who are, um, motivated to message, they say what they're going to say. And it's not necessarily one-to-one, you know, um, and we are fundamentally a two-party system as much as I don't like the idea, um, because it's basically two gangs, you know, pitting everybody against each other. But according to this article over at ABC News, Isabella Murray, voters under 30 notably favored Democrats this cycle, data shows. Um, That actually corresponds well with my research. And um, how this worked. Well, I think what's going to end up happening is I'm going to do an analysis of uh, the midterm. And I'm going to do a prediction of uh, the next presidential election um, just to see if all of my 
ducks are in a row with my analysis uh, because I predicted the last election um, missing only three states, um, two of which actually in total, there were five states, uh, two of which I uh, became a little, I don't know how to say it. I, I lacked confidence in the number that was seen only because I couldn't believe that I was getting these so um, easily decided as to which direction they're going to go. And so I hedged um, Florida is one of them. And um, there were seemingly shenanigans in the county that I actually moved in one way. So it was really interesting to see it actually pan out the way that it did. So at any rate, I think my algorithm is going to be proper um, for uh, estimating what the midterm was going to be. And I think I'll be right on target for the next election. But let's see. Is it really that it's the youngs versus the olds kind of a thing? You know, get off my lawn or get out of my political cycle. Sophia Shapiro recalls the moment the Pennsylvania governor's race was called for her dad, Democrat Josh Shapiro, over Doug Mastriano, uh, his re Republican challenger, in one of the earliest indications last week of a thwarted red wave of Republican wins. Yeah, I think people are just tired of the vitriol and the pitting people against each other kind of a thing, and the wingnut uh, wing of fundamentalist right wingers um and you know I, I had a great conversation with someone today who said that they've been a lifelong republican yet there was no way that they were going to vote for trump um they didn't then they won't now and uh it's because of the vitriol the vindictiveness and the childish behavior so good on them um, i appreciate their honesty their candor um, but they said that they still believe in the republican uh, ideology but they do not go straight ticket so it is the new way um, hopefully uh, moderates will pick based on the character of the person and not just blind ideology. But we know how hard it is to change ideology if our military actions in various countries haven't shown us that it is impossible to stamp out through uh, force an ideology. Uh, basically, an ideology is uh, either one way or another education removes brainwashing and brainwashing instills a particular ideology um, and that has been demonstrated since the dawning of time um, so education is fundamental look to the budget and who supports what as to where you think brainwashing is being done versus education being done that's my take. At any rate, the breakdown of youth voters shifting left. According to the exit polling, 18 to 29 year olds accounted for 12% of the voters in the midterms, the lowest share of the electorate compared to other age groups, but they skewed firmly. 
for Democratic candidates, a trend that has only grown more pronounced in recent years. Nationally, this age category voted in the 2022 election for the Demo Democratic House candidates by 28 points over Republican challengers, and that's about the same as in the 2020, but considerably better than in stronger Republican years like 2014. 30 to 44 year olds were the only age group who favored Democrats in the House this election by four points over the Republicans. And this is something that we see in investing as well. The younger the investor, the more socially driven their investments are willing to be even at the cost of profit. And as we move into the 45 to 64 year old preferred Republicans in the House by 10 points in those 65 and up, who made up 28% of the electorate voted for GOP candidates, 12 points over Democrats. So as you get older, you swing Republican, but this younger contingent won't have the environmental impacts that 45 to 65 and up have and have had. Education is better access and opportunity is weaker and so they want change they want equity and equality the younger you are even at the cost of raw profits and it applies to the election it's more socially driven the democrats are more embracing and open uh, engaging, seeking equality and equity, compassion, understanding, sympathy. They know how they feel and they want to be happy versus they don't care how you feel and screw you got mine. It's kind of how it is, but there's, I mean, uh, there, there's a, a gamut there. There is a fidelity there that you have to dial in to understand why someone votes the way they do. It's not always a, a single issue. It can be a plurality of things. It's just the way it is. But this particular exit poll series says that young voters canceled out voters over 65 blocking GOP gains. Kind of interesting, right? Will it stay that way? We shall see. This next article is over on the Stock Marketeers channel. Financial crime is the section. National security secrets raised in case against crypto couple charged in billion dollar Bitcoin heist. Yes, billion dollar Bitcoin heist. Not FDIC insured, by the way. Let's go over to MarketWatch. Lucas, I think it's I, Albert. Because they, you know, you just never know. I mean, it's an, it could be something else, but the L is obvious. L. Anyway, why am I fascinated with this? Come on, font choices. Anyway, a court filing in the case against Ilya Lichtenstein and Heather Morgan reveals that classified government information is now involved. Wow. Interesting. National security concerns have been raised in the case of a couple accused of possessing $3.6 billion in stolen Bitcoin. And it's probably when their price was at $60,000 of Bitcoin. The spectacular case against a hipster New York couple who were uh, allegedly caught with $3.6 billion 
in stolen Bitcoin has taken a more serious turn. The court filing made by U.S. prosecutors on Wednesday in the case against Ilya Lichtenstein and his concentric or eccentric, uh, not concentric, I guess it would be like rings, right? Eccentric rapper wife. Heather Morgan revealed the investigation now involves classified national security information and documents. Let's see. While there, the couple had in this Russian in Liechtenstein holding Russian citizenship and the pair had traveled extensively in Ukraine prior to the arrest earlier this year. While there, the couple had collected documents and opened bank accounts with the apparent intention of relocating to the country under false identities. The trip had occurred prior to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Interesting. Anyway, Bitcoin is kind of taking a nosedive when hackers made off with approximately 120,000 Bitcoin from Bitfinex currency exchange in 2016. It was worth around $71 million when the Lucra was initially seized. It had swelled to the value of 4.5 billion. It would be worth under 2 billion today. Therein lies the ebb and flow of cryptocurrency. Yeah, Bitcoin right now, I think, is at 16,000. Yeah, 16,556. It has nearly stabilized from a month ago, but it's still down 3,000 from a month ago. Down 14,000 from six months ago. Down 31,000 from a year to date and 43,000 year over year. But still, if you came in at mm, somewhere around $8,500, you're still up 8,000. So, hey, if you were here for the long haul, and if you came in when I first got involved in it, which I don't have any Bitcoin anymore, but I was in when it was a penny. Uh, well, life choices, folks life choices well i don't think that 3.6 billion dollars in stolen bitcoin from crypto wallets is really the issue here now they are a national security issue which means that they're probably never going to see the light of day again um and their funds have been seized so prosecutors argued at the time that even though investigators had seized 3.6 billion in stolen bitcoin from crypto wallets the company or the uh, couple controlled it was believed the couple still had access to accounts containing hundreds of millions of dollars in unaccounted money. Huh. Interesting, right? Morgan is a serial entrepreneur originally from California, also maintained an alter ego as an irreverent comedic rapper known as Razzle Khan. Behind a series of off-kilter songs and videos, Lichtenstein also went by the name Dutch these two wow if they spent that much time doing legitimate business they would probably be actual billionaires in the climate of today the next article is over in the order of the bean a channel that's dedicated to coffee here at hometown uh, carble closes three hundred thousand dollar investment for deforestation free coffee product with a focus on promoting deforestation-free coffee supply chains while rewarding farmers, Dutch tech startup Kerbal, which it could be pronounced something different, sorry, it's a Dutch tech startup, um, has closed a more than $300,000 funding round. 
which is awesome. I really dig this. Uh, this is over at the dailycoffeenews.com website. Um, and it just says coffee, uh, daily coffee news staff. So I can't give a name as to who it was that wrote this. Uh, as DCN first reported last year, Carbol is taking a novel approach to tackling deforestation in the coffee sector by using satellite technology to track land use changes and calculate carbon sequestration. Then working with roasters to reward coffee farmers financially for maintaining or enhancing forest lands. Not bad. I wonder what their profit margin is. Now, not everybody is really motivated by profit margin, uh, but you cannot be an ongoing concern without capital infusion if you are negative, net negative, in your cash flows. Um, but if somebody is interested in funding you, <clears throat> it could give you a longer runway to seek profitability, and maybe you can sell coffee that's more expensive than everybody else's because you are actually doing a social good and global good for a global cause such as stopping deforestation because what happens sometimes is uh, a company or even uh, the country itself will pay um, original peoples aboriginal people um tribal people however you want to describe the original peoples of a land and pay them a short burst from which they do not have the financial sophistication to parlay that initial infusion of capital into something that it maintains the the either the culture the family the uh, population, whatever, but they're basically told, here's a bunch of money. We're going to chop off all of your land, turn it into farmland. You got to move. They end up leaving, but they can't sustain themselves, but they also can't return to their land causes conflict. Well, if you do it the greener way, then you can promote people not chopping down so much, still having some land where they can grow coffee beans and then that supply chain develops and roasters get a greener green coffee for roasting it's kind of interesting right um there's more minutiae to this so go over to dailycoffeenews.com check it out um let's go over to the next article which is the Daily News Show, that's this. Um, the title of this next article is from uh, abcnews.go.com. Again, uh, Amazon begins mass layoffs among its corporate workforce. They began laying off its corporate ranks, becoming the latest tech company to trim its workforce amid rising fears of a wider economic environment. Slow down. Um, this will probably be a thing I had warned everybody at the beginning. Why is this key? So I have a trackball, by the way, I'm easily distracted. So I have a trackball that is now known that over time, <laughs> um, the switches fail and just start clicking tick, 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 tick. So you have to take it all apart and resolder with better micro switches. That's the Elgato deft not Elgato. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me back that up. It is not the Elgato. It's the Deft Pro um, call by Elecom. By, sorry, 
had has nothing to do with Elgato. Um, I'm surrounded by Elgato stuff, so let me just make sure that I correct myself there. Anyway, the little switches that are on this thing over time start to fail and just click. It's very frustrating. And I haven't taken it apart. You know what? Here, I'll even show you. I have... This is so unimportant for this show, but I'm going to go down this road. I hear that. Those are the switches that I have to uh, use to take apart my trackball. And here, I'll even, I'll do this. Can you hear that? Yeah, anyway, those are switches that I'm gonna have to install desolder and resolder some switches it's how marijuana rolls here in hometown anyway this person's name is hallelujah hadero from the ap is a business writer and is writing about how um, amazon is laying off workers um, my understanding was that there was something about ten thousand workers maybe that's wrong on Tuesday, the company notified regional authorities in California that it would lay off about 260 workers at facil uh, various facilities that employ data scientists, software engineers, and other corporate workers. Those job cuts would be effective beginning on January 17th. Amazon would not specify how many more layoffs would be in the works beyond the ones confirmed uh, through California Workforce uh, Adjustment and Retraining Notification Act, known as WARN which requires companies to provide 60 days notice if they have 75 or more full-time or part-time workers. Huh, who ran afoul of that and also ran afoul of acquiring stock and who regularly makes these statements about stock performance and business activities in a, well, I would say questionable way, but. Maybe that's just me. It's not Amazon. Guess again, it's somebody else entirely. In an effort to cut back on costs, Amazon has already begun axing some of its projects, including subsidiary, fabric.com, Amazon Care, and the cooler size home delivery robot Scout. It's also been scaling back its physical footprint by delaying or canceling plans to occupy some new warehouses across the country. And Amazon Chief Financial Officer Brian uh, Olsavsky has said the company was preparing for what could be a slower growth period and would be careful about hiring in the near future. Well, in the irrational exuberance of status quo from the pandemic they hired a bunch of people so did a lot of companies thinking well you know i'm in a uh, growth phase and let's just ignore entirely the pandemic spurring on people purchasing in this particular sector and doing this particular thing um lo and behold of course it's going to be a downward trend when the pandemic is easing off and um, they're no longer doing what they normally did, which was purchase a whole bunch of stuff because they weren't going to domestic. How I guess that's not local stores. I'll say local stores instead of online stores. Yeah, people didn't want to die, so they didn't go to stores, physical stores to get 
goods. They ordered it online and had it delivered. Um, I hope people who benefited from this planned properly. We'll see what happens. The retail behemoth follows other tech, tech giants that have cut jobs in the past weeks, a reversal from earlier this year when tech companies uh, or workers were in high demand. Facebook parent Meta said last week it would lay off 11,000 people, about 13% of its workforce. And Elon Musk, the new CEO of Twitter, slashed the company's workforce in half this month, more like 75%, and then said, oh, I need the other 25%. Oh my God, what a hot mess, dumpster fire this is. Maybe I can claw it back privately and, and not be a complete ass about it. Oh, wait, let me fire a bunch of people publicly because I asked them questions in one thread and then fire them when they call me out for my BS in another thread, even though I was ill-informed in the other thread. Yeah, if I was an advertiser, I would question everything about Twitter right now, but I think he's acting as a poison pill. Let's move on. In the Hatch Ideas channel and sourced from CNBC is Apple's plan to buy US chips should help shield the iPhone maker from geopolitical uncertainty. I agree. Um, this is by Steven uh, Stankowitz. And uh, this is uh, it's part of a section called Club, but I think you have to subscribe to it to get the full thing. Um, but this is all part of a repatriate sourcing process that I had called out more than 12 years ago as uh, probably a more prudent direction for companies and the country to take, which was make it possible to produce domestically that which we are leaning on foreign productivity to provide to us. Why? Because there is geopolitical uncertainty all the time and you never know when it's going to really rise to a level where you have to get impacted as a multinational corporation and i said that we need to start producing domestically again well times were different back then i guess the profit margins just weren't there oh wait yeah they were there it's just that you can make bigger profit margins by exploiting foreign countries uh, margin between the cost of living and what you're going to be selling that product for domestically seems to me rather exploitive but that's why i left global finance before I even got started, because I hated the idea of all of this. Um, so now I talk about it. Um, apparent plans to start getting some chips for its devices on U.S. soil and a strategic decision that should help the iPhone maker insulate itself from brewing geopolitical risks in Asia. Um, specifically Taiwan. Let's move on to the next article. It's in four wheel tech. In-car VR arrives for new Audis courtesy of Holoride. Um, this is something new to me. Uh, I know about some uh, augmented reality kind of data projection onto screens, but not VR reality. Coming to the passenger seat near you, at least as long as you own an Audi with the brand's 
most current operating system, the Audi spin-off Holoride, announced this week that it'll be offering the Pioneer Pack for just $700, uh, which includes the HTC Vive Flow headset, an 8-bit Do Pro 2 gamepad, and a year-long subscription to the Holoride platform for those who own a 2023 Audi or newer with an MIB3 system. The author got a quick taste of the strange in-car VR experience around their neighborhood in Los Angeles and, in spite of the tendency toward motion sickness, managed to play a video game and watch a little Netflix before tapping out. Let's go check it out. This is uh, Abigail Bassett over at Ars Technica. Won't go into great detail about this because I personally have not interacted with this. Uh, but apparently it was experienced first over at CES in 2019. The author isn't a, a VR aficionado. I absolutely love VR. Again, I'm waiting for my Pico. Hey, <laughs> send me my Pico. I'm buying it from overseas, which means that it's pretty much a 50-50 chance of me getting it before the end of the year. I hope I get it. If you're out there and you're listening to me, please send me my Pico. Anyway, um, fully on board with augmented glasses for work, the Unreal AR glasses that they use have made the world a difference for them to bang out 10,000 words in a single day, resulting in a lot less computer fatigue and repetitive motion uh, pain. I love Unreal AR glasses. I haven't even used them. I've only seen them by proxy. Um, and I love the idea of them. What I really want is to be able to plug them into my PC or uh, uh, what is it called? It's an air network, but I can't remember the actual name of it, but project um, the connection to my PC. And instead of having five monitors, I basically just have them in virtual space and a completely empty desk. And I can just sit down, put the end reels on and away I go. That is apparently not in the cards, but let's go anyway. When you first strap in, apparently the uh, you adjust the eyepieces on the HTC Vive Flow headset the same way that you would any binocular diopters. They don't wear glasses except when they're reading, so they had a hard time, but they did have a hard time finding a, reason, a reasonably clear image in the glasses. So maybe they needed some more customization. Anyway, they tried out Cloudbreaker, a video game where you pilot a robot named Skyjack through floating scrap and AI sentries gathering points and killing sentries as you go. <clears throat> if that's what you look like. Yeah. Uh, people might buy it simply because. <laughs> but it's not going to be a regular thing. This is a novelty that you show off that you can flex 700 bucks to get this. Yeah, I, I, I don't see it happening. Anyway, um, go and check out the rest of this article. Again, it's over at Ars Technica. And it's by Abigail Bassett. In-car VR arrives for new Audis courtesy of Holoride. The next article is in uh, four-wheel tech. Honda aims for a solid-state powered EV by the end of the decade. Yet another competitor in the EV space. 
uh, innovating and uh, evaluating the uh, efficacy of EV rides. Uh, by all rights, Honda should be further along with its electrification, electric, electrification strategy. The Honda Insight beat the Toyota Prius as the first mass market hybrid to be introduced in the U.S. market by seven months. Instead, other manufacturers seem to have jumped on the EV train while Honda was still buying a ticket. I don't quite agree with that. I think that you watch market makers and then you dominate later. If Apple has taught any business person anything, it is that. Don't do it first, do it right. After appearing to languish, the company announced that its first modern EV in the U.S. would be the fruit of a team-up with GM, but under new leadership, it's working with partners and striking out on its own uh, for its long-term EV strategy. Now, hybrids, I think, are where it's at. I think that they're a little bit gutless, um, but I think, um, for the most part, for the distance and the benefit of transitioning from fully gas internal combustion to full EV hybrids are the best of both world worlds because I can pump some gas into a little mini tank. It'll power up a generator that will charge the batteries and I off I go five minutes. Boom. I'm operational again versus this nightmare of having to sit around waiting for it from 30 minutes, 40 minutes, two hours, blah, blah, blah. Depending on the speed of the charger and the quality of the charging system, either in the vehicle or quote unquote at the pump. Anyway, Honda dipping into the full EV space. The automaker is battling the dendrite problem with a polymer fiber coating. And that's all about shorting out the battery cells. Uh, Roberto Baldwin over at Ars Technica is the author of this. And it says in the springtime of 2024, we will start a pilot program uh, for manufacturing. Then if we can uh, be successful, uh, they believe that they can launch a vehicle with a solid state battery in the latter part of the 2020s. So 2029, 2028, Shinji Ayama said of Honda's global leader of electrification and they told Ars Technica during a roundtable interview at Honda headquarters in Tokyo. Not bad. Um, they refer to it as a rolled sandwich, apparently, at its R&D facility. There's a video over at ArsTechnica.com. Go and check it out. Again, follow the link through Ometown to this source. Um, you won't go wrong. Um, but to get there, you have to type in ometown.showbot.tv to get all of the links or click the link in the show notes wherever you are getting this video or podcast. Um, I, I no longer throw them all in the chat. I do it all beforehand so that even if you're watching the VOD, you have them in the show notes um, and you'll be able to um, check it out. Um, at any rate... I, I certainly don't think that they are late to the party so much as evaluating what their strategic advantage of and their te technical sophistication um, in the new decades of EV um, existence. So this next article actually harkens back to the U.S. investment in uh, their chip manufacturing. So securing their fabs, U.S. fabs in, on U.S. soil. 
means stimulating the economy for people to come here and do fabs and uh, overcoming any environmental concerns, economic concerns, and keeping the price low, which basically means taxpayer dollars are going to stimulate uh, building buildings in various states. And it goes way beyond just the state funding that. While the state may benefit, let's say they go to Utah or Ohio or wherever, some of that money is from the state and some of it is federal. So Taiwan Semiconductor soars 14% after Warren Buffett um, has Berkshire Hathaway by $4 billion. Um, I'm not sure when this actually took place. So according to its third quarter uh, 13F filing, Berkshire Hathaway acquired a $16 million share uh, stake in uh, Taiwan Semiconductor worth nearly $5 billion when accounting for Tuesday's surge the stake was worth closer to 4.3 billion on Monday. So they made a metric ton of money simply by having their filing disclosed, let alone the long-term viability of the investment. So Taiwan Semiconductor is gonna be building stuff in the United States from my understanding. And uh, Matthew Fox over at uh, Business Insider in their segment called Markets Insider um, the Omaha-based conglomerate purchased a $4 billion stake in the company last quarter. The purchase comes amid heightened concerns that China might invade Taiwan. Exfiltrating all of that tech into the United States means that it'll be under the protection of the United States, depending on how you think about this kind of stuff. It matters. Um, Taiwan Semiconductor makes up just 1.4% of Berkshire Hathaway's $296 billion portfolio. And um, I think that it's important both sociologically to have that stability. It means that our society and others are going to benefit from domestic production. Um, and if they export chips, the money comes into the United States instead of that wealth exiting to another country. Obviously, the supply chain of the funds, it's going to get transitioned out to another country um, over time. But uh, that means Berkshire Hathaway is gaining some indirect exposure to the success of Apple's iPhone, complementing its direct investment in Apple, which was a $124 billion stake, making up more than 40% of its portfolio as of September 30th. So the knock-on effect of this investment is securing Apple's um, ability to protect its supply chain from an incursion of China taking over Taiwan, which is an absolute reality, and the United States will not touch Taiwan in any way in terms of protecting it from the invasion. And uh, from my understanding is there is a a soft invasion already taking place so not so soft if you're domestically there but at any rate um it will probably continue to go up as it solidifies its footprint here in the united states uh, in the continuity report which is a, a channel and a podcast um, that's going to be forming here in january um, Larry David, Tom Brady, Stephen Curry, 
and other celebs sued over the FTX crypto exchange collapse because they are celebrity promoters of the now bankrupt cryptocurrency exchange, FTX. That says that they will have, what was it? A million creditors seeking to recover their assets during the bankruptcy, which means that depending on where you fall in the hierarchy of creditor, you're never going to see your money, bub. You're going to get an IOU that amounts to poo. Celebrity promoters of now bankrupt cryptocurrency exchange FTX, including Larry David, Tom Brady, Giselle Bunchen, Shaquille O'Neal, and Stephen Curry. Wow. Have been named in a class action lawsuit accusing FTX and its brand ambassadors of deceptively encouraging consumers to invest in the company. Todd Spengler of Variety over at Variety.com wrote this article. And there's not much more to this. Uh, There is in the article, there's a considerable amount of information in here, Um, but that is the nuts and bolts of it. Last week, Bankman Freed, the CEO of FTX, the company that one time reported 50 billion in assets filed for chapter 11 bankruptcy protection to run uh, after a run on its deposits, left it an $8 billion shortfall in assets. And meanwhile, the SEC and the Justice Department have launched, inve- launched investigations into FTX. Again, the closer you are politically and financially connected to the executive suite, I guarantee you, you got your money out faster. And if you are slow to answer your emails or your phone calls or whatever, then you lost the most. But if you were just a regular person utilizing FTX, you may be technically sophisticated, but maybe not politically or or financially connected well enough. You will never see your money again because it's not FDIC insured. But this alone is probably going to be the the beacon (laughs) that sets off regulation here in the United States. So the lawsuit was filed Tuesday in uh, U.S. District Court of Southern District of Florida in Miami. And the case docket number is 1-22-CV-23753-KMM. And yeah, this dude here is uh, Bankman Freed. Uh, to me, God, who is it? He reminds me of uh, looking like the dude from um, Stranger Things. Okay. Yeah, anyway, this is the last article for today. And then I'm gonna, I'm outie. This is in the Warcrafters channel. Um, I clicked on this simply because of the title and I read just one little line here. Okay, so. Here on the Warcrafters channel, it's all about uh, first-person shooters, real-time sims, RPG, gaming discussions, streamcasts. I'm going to be highlighting other people. This is one of the uh, channels that I am hoping to bring up in the new year. Um, Survival co-op game Frozen Flame is out in early access with a full campaign ready for you and your buddies to play through, set in the gorgeous and vast fantasy world of Arcana or Arcana. 
The game is a mix of Valheim-style exploration and survival with an in-depth action RPG combat system and some magical surprises along the way. It's over at PCGamer.com. What is going on with my screen? Uh, that's weird. Uh, hold on a second. So, da -dun -dun. let's try this. Uh, um, uh, there we go. Let's, let's try this. Okay. So this co-op survival RPG has a setting like no other and is out now. It's a sponsored article. I'm going to go and get this, um, immediately after this stream. Uh, so I don't know if it's multiplayer or not. But it's Valheim style explore, exploration and has an RPG combat system and magical surprises along the way. So I'm all over this. At Frozen Flames Heart, what? At Frozen Flames Heart is exploring the game's world arcana, which was once ruled by dragons but is now rotting land, blighted by curse with the ever looming ice citadel at the heart of it. Think of Sauron's tower. You can see this thing from almost everywhere in the world. The Ice Citadel is home of uh, the Faceless, an unknowably powerful being that is sending waves of destruction across the world, attempting to freeze it in ice for eternity. So a death knight. Uh, let's see what else is in here. Frozen Flame is out now in uh, Steam Early Access. Much is planned to be added over the next year, and you can keep up with development on Facebook, Twitter, Discord, YouTube. I'm going to leave it right there. Um, because I don't see if it's multiplayer or not, and I'm really interested in this game. So I'm out of here. Again, I am Merwat. That is Omtown. Well, that's not Omtown, but let me take you back to Omtown. This is the magic of podcasts. Um, you see nothing and you just hear me stumble my way through this. Anyway, again, I am Mayor Watt. That is omtown.com. Go over, become a citizen. Don't forget, you can go to omtown.showbot.tv and vote on articles that you find interesting. And I'll keep it in mind as I'm going through the day's news. I really try to grab a broad array of interesting articles. I can never catch everything. So it's really, um, you know, it's really just a tease to send you over to omtown.com when you're not watching somebody else streaming on Twitch or watching somebody on YouTube or hanging out in discord you can just go over to hometown for a little bit and surf through the news um there's no there's no nothing there's no voting on hometown right now um so there's no tilting based on somebody's opinion of anything i, I aggregate about 200 news sources into six main categories and 50 subcategories that, that i refer to as channels that i hope to bring to twitch um, and by proxy, YouTube and the podcast. Yep, 50 podcasts. That's my goal. It's been a goal for a long time, but uh, when life gives you lemons, and you end up drinking lemonade for a while. And then trying to move on. I, I don't really know. 
I'll see you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern. Do this every day. Hope to see you here. Bye-bye. Thank you.